Hello and welcome back to another episode of Farewell Evangelion, the Neon Genesis Evangelion podcast where we go through the full series bit by bit. My name is Keith, going through for his last time, and as always I'm joined by Peter. Hello! Who is going through for his first? Today we went through the second volume of the Neon Genesis Evangelion manga series. This one was originally released on March 5th of 1996. Shinji's enrolled at school, but is attacked by his classmate, Toji, whose sister was injured during Shinji's fight in the last Evangelion. Shinji is the, then summoned to Nerve to fight against the next angel, Shamshell. Choji and another classmate, Kensuke, follow him and are caught up in the battle and forced to join him in the cockpit. Shinji allows Unit 1 to go berserk against Shamshell. I don't remember that. <laughs> Defeating the angel. However, Shinji remains in shock. Misato questions Shinji's motives and sends him back to live with his uncle. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, first of all, for my prediction, uh, my prediction was uh, we meet Pen Pen, uh, Shinji gets the shit kicked out of him, and uh, by Toji specifically, and then uh, we see the final or the next angel fight. I forgot the name Shamshell, but I did say it was the centipede looking motherfucker. Yeah. So I didn't say motherfucker, and I probably shouldn't be saying it now. I don't know. Like I know we've been doing this podcast for two years, but I still don't know whether or not I should be swearing. Children could listen to this. But children shouldn't, given the subject matter that we discuss. I so mean, I'm if, they're cool, if they're cool enough. If they're cool enough to read Evangelion uh, manga, then they're cool enough to hear me swear. And by that I mean if they have absolutely no coolness in their body, then hearing me swear is probably for the best. Yeah. Then go back to their uh, Christian Minecraft server. Yeah. Uh, well then. So... We, this one, there probably was still subtle differences. Uh, there was a few I picked up on, but once again, we're still pretty closely follow, following the plot of the original anime. Yeah. Um, and this volume, also, just to mention, released after Neon Genesis already started. Because Neon Genesis started, oh. first aired October 4th of 95, and this came out in uh, 96. Fair enough. Uh, so this one starts with, uh, the classic Shinji moving into Misato's place, her commenting on the fact that she's only been there for a little bit, but it's a tiny bit messy, only to open up the door and reveal that it's an entire fucking landfill. Um, beer is filled with fridge, uh... <laughs> beer is filled with fridge? I said that backwards, but it still feels more accurate than it the It is pretty accurate. Around. Um... And the second fridge is filled with pen pen. And the second fridge is filled with pen pen. Um, uh, they play rock, paper, scissors to uh, decide who does what chores. And given that this one we get a close-up of the uh, final like hand symbols of her doing scissors and Shinji spasming, it's honestly surprising that she marked any of them as wins for Shinji. Uh, That's true. She had to, like, make him think that there was, like, at least no shenanigans going on here. Because either she's really good at cheating at rock, paper, scissors, or she is a god at rock, paper, scissors. Well, given that, like, one of the ones we see is him shaking in fear, not saying a shape, and then her declaring it paper, and uh, giving herself the win, uh, it's probably a little bit of all. If you consider terrifying your enemy into submission a strategy for rock, paper, scissors, then she's very good at rock, paper, scissors. I mean, I think it is. The mind game is just as important as the actual game. You're right, it is. Um, anyways, uh, the 
chapter kind of continues with them at school. We get the whole backstory of the second impact, all that jazz. The fact that all the moms are dead. Uh, all the kids are talking about the fact that Shinji's a new kid and he's almost definitely the robot pilot. Uh, I mean, he's the only new person to come to this town, I can only assume. He's the only new person to come to the town, and also everyone has been evacuating during that time that he's been showing up. I doubt um, there's anyone's like, you know what, I, uh, I think I'm up ready for to move to, like, some new environment. How about that town that got attacked by a giant alien? Yeah. Uh, anyways, he admits it, because he's a fucking idiot. And so we get the classic Toji, uh, accusing him of assaulting his little sister. And so Toji beats the shit out of him. Now, the thing I love about this version of it, too... Uh, with our favorite 40-year-old man, is that in the original anime, Toji is just angry and let it laying into Shinji. Like, that's the whole purpose. Like, there's nothing else to it. But in this one, Shinji's, like, specifically, like, pretty much asking for it. Yeah, in the first interaction, Shinji's being a little bit of a shit, but he's not, like, directly goading him from my interpretation of events. Yeah. Um... Like, he's being a little shit where he's like, oh, what do you want from me? You want me to get down on my hands and knees and beg for forgiveness? Um, but he's not directly goading him. And then this one's also different, because from what I remember of the anime, uh, it was after this first confrontation that they kind of call the um, Shamshell interaction and Shinji gets called away on an emergency exercise. Uh, no, that's definitely not right, because... No, it still happens where it's the bat, like, in the schoolyard uh, fight and then gets confronted on the roof. Although, the confronted on the roof is not actually with Toji or Kensuke, it's with uh, Ray, as in, like, he goes to confront her and then it's like, oh, we got a call. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, they do still leave from that initial uh, playground or courtyard confrontation. And he goes to Nerev to do some training, and it's the classic one of. Focus your target on the center of the enemy's body. Hold the trigger for a short burst. Let go. Move on. Repeat. Don't hold the trigger because it causes smoke for some reason. Short bursts. Short bursts. Shinji, do you hear me? I am saying the words short bursts. Um, Man, I love starbursts. Turns out Shinji uh, did not hear that at all. Well, uh, I, I think actually uh, the manga version does a better job of explaining because this whole thing's about Shinji feeling like Misato doesn't care about him and is only like treating him like a pilot type thing because he ends up reading her like, briefing journal that she just left out in the open. Yeah, the her work notes about Shinji, yeah. So it kind of comes off as Shinji is getting the information, but he's choosing to not follow it because Misato's giving it. Yeah. Uh... I don't think he reads that yet. I think he reads that journal after this first, like, training organization. But even then, we, like, follow his internal monologue where he's thinking about how his life is sad, but he it's okay, he can live a separate life with his... burying his emotions deep down inside a glass jar under a thousand feet of sand, uh, much the way all adult men live their lives, refusing to acknowledge that they have feelings. Um... And he decides that's an okay life for him. And then, yeah, the next chapter is the one where he comes home while she's in the shower, and his first thought is, I'm going to break into a room and check it out. <laughs> I'm going to uh, break in. Move around the shit. Uh, and he does that, and he sees the journal and reads the journal all about him, and this is where he starts to become even more confrontational with her. Yeah. Um, and he even calls out, like, I'm not piloting for fun. I'm piloting because he fucking 
or forcing me to. Um, Misato doesn't really help. Uh, I think this version of Misato seems a little bit more malicious to me. Uh, like, this interaction itself happens very much the same way. Um, where, like, Shinji calls out the fact that he's not piloting because he wants to. He's piloting because everyone needs him to. Um, and he doesn't care about living or dying. He just cares about doing what he's told. And Misato, like, confronts him and is like, your body doesn't just belong to you anymore. You're fighting to protect the world, so you have to keep yourself alive. Um, and Shinji starts being more of a shit. Uh... But, like, Misato, I don't know. For my money, it seems like she's uh, more aggressive this time around. Aggressive is not the right word. I can't think of the right word. But uh, it kind of comes off to me like this Misato very clearly has no social skills whatsoever, even though she has, like, she's friends with Ritsuko, but I think that says more about her social skills than it really should if you think about it. But uh, the reason the horror and Kaji's thing never worked out right, it's this Misato doesn't know how to have that personal connection. So she doesn't see Shinji is suffering because she's not aware of it. Yeah. To the point where she needs it to be pointed out by uh, Kensuke and Toji in a later chapter that Shinji's acting like a spoiled kid uh, who can't get anything um, for her to realize, like, oh, he's acting out because he's fucking depressed and has no one who cares about him. And I need to be that person who cares about him so that he can fight more angels. Exactly. And we even end uh, up getting, like, a backstory to Pen Pen that's not really present in the anime, too. Yeah. Uh, but before that happens, we get the rooftop confrontation where this time it's between uh, Shinji and Toji uh, again. Uh, and Toji's cl very clearly still pissed off, but Shinji's also no longer taking any shit, and he's not just being a little shit, he's directly confrontational with Toji. Yeah. And he's like, alright, say whatever you want, but like, I'll apologize if you need me to, but then we're done, because I can't be bothered putting up with your bullshit every single fucking day. Get whatever you need to get off your chest, off your chest, and then we're moving on, because I just don't have the fucking time to deal with this ever again. And Toji's like, oh, I'm gonna fucking punch you, and Shinji's like, yes! Do, do it. that! But if you're going to do that, Put all of your anger into that punch so that you, we'll be done. You better make Try sure you break, kill me. Break an arm or a leg. If you have to, throw me off the fucking roof. But after today, you've worked through your emotions and we're never doing this again. <laughs> I'm dead or you're soon to be dead. One of the two options. And uh, Toji hears all that and he's like, wow, I've never been talked to that way before. And it turns out, I don't fucking like it. I'm absolutely <laughs> gonna throw you off this roof, you little shit. Reasonable response. And then Ray breaks up the fight to explain that there's an emergency situation. Shinji needs to leave. And Toji is, seems legitimately upset about the fact that he didn't get to murder Shinji before anything else happened. Oh yeah, a witness showed up. Yeah. Granted, a witness was already there in the form of Kensuke. But we all know Kensuke would keep that shit to himself, because it would just mean there's potential room for a new pilot. Exactly. I heard you guys have an opening. Here's my resume. It just says, plays airsoft by yourself in the woods. I know. Exactly. That's the kind of desperate-for-action kid you need. I'll do whatever you say. Look I... at how sad and lonely my life is. I won't testify about any child labor laws being violated. 
Also, you may not know this yet, but we're currently on the first loop, which means Kaoru hasn't figured out that I definitely can't be a pilot, so this is my best chance. Let me be a pilot. Also, does Misato still need a roommate? Anyways, uh, Sandalphon. No, not Sandalphon. Uh, Samshell. Samshell. Yep. He shows up. This fight happens, uh, very similar to the original one, where he shows up, uh, they fire regular guns at him, and then they're like, oh no, these regular guns aren't working. Send out the Ava. And Mizato's like, I was just fucking doing that, you little dipshits. And then she sends out Shinji. And then Shinji ignores the one thing he's been trained how to do so far, and continues to hold down the trigger, creating a giant pile of smoke so he can't see anymore, and then he gets beaten up by a Sam Shell. And then his power cord's broken, and he has five minutes, and oh no, what's this? He got thrown onto the mountain, right next to Toji and Kensuke. Um, if this wasn't where they were still trying to pretend Evangelion's fun and cheery, they would have been dead. Yeah. Uh, also... I think one of the key differences here uh, between this and the original anime is in the original anime, upon realizing that the kids are there, Misato's like, alright, open up your entry plug, let them inside, and then run the fuck away, and we'll come back and fight a little bit later. But in this one, Misato's just like, fuck the kids, kill the fucking angel, fight the angel, or evacuate, I don't care what you do, but like, fuck the kids. And Shinji opens up the entry plug of his own volition, and lets the children into us. <coughs> However, after that, it does play out very similar, wherein once the kids are inside the entry plug, Misato's like, alright, now you need to retreat because there's noise and you can't effectively control the Evangelion. And Shinji's like, hey, listen to me, woman. I don't listen to orders from women, so I'm gonna do my own thing, which is kill this angel. Shinji, where the and... fuck did you get that coffee in the Evangelion? And... Everything goes exactly according to plan for nobody, except for Shinji. Shit's working out for Shinji still. Yeah, and one other key difference in this one is, in the original, Shinji breaks down crying, and then Toji's got that, like, oh shit, I don't know how to deal with this. But in this one, he's just, like, stares off into nowhere, and I think Toji gets worried. It's like, I was yeah. picking a fight with this motherfucker? I'm not doing that again. Well, it's also uh, very distressing for Toji. Because she starts saying to retreat, and Toji's gonna be like, yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. And then Shinji pulls out the prog knife, which, I'm gonna be honest, Toji doesn't understand what a prog knife is. He just thinks it's a fucking knife. And he's like, we're gonna use a knife up against this thing? What the fuck are you doing? Why are you walking closer to it? Shinji, Shinji, please, Shinji, we need to leave. Shinji, why are you fighting it with a knife? Meanwhile, um, Shinji's there, like, snorting a line of coke off of, like, the Evangelion pal. It's like, we ain't no bitch, Toji! Uh, and that is how that fight goes. Yep. Uh, I do... And Toji is genuinely scared for his life. Yep. Correct. I do actually, though, uh, enjoy the change uh, that happens with this one compared to the anime, where to uh, not Toji, uh, Shinji's the one who lets them into the entry plug. Because I think yes. anytime we see Shinji make a choice, it makes it a lot better. Especially when it's like Misato... Like, yeah, she's supposed to be the military leader of this operation. Putting a civilian into the Evangelion is probably a bad decision. And Yeah, pausing, opening up the entry plug, allowing civilians into the entry plug, all of that, like, I can understand, especially where the anime was still trying to go for, this is a happy-go-lucky story, and uh, good things will happen. Like, that was still the trick they were trying to pull over our eyes at this point. 
so I can see why she made those calls. But the Misato I know, 100% would be like, no, we're letting those kids die so you have a better chance of fighting this angel. Ignore the kids. So I do actually prefer this way as well. Yeah. Especially uh, after the last fucking series we read where Shinji had decision paralysis for the entire <laughs> fucking series. Yeah. So watching him make a choice is very cathartic. Yeah, and on top of that too, this is kind of the manga series as a whole, but Misato does kind of come off, like, in the anime, she, in the even the Rebuild series, she's, like, clearly, like, a really good strategist. She can find a solution to almost any problem. She MacGyvers her way out of a lot of things. And the manga series has more of that coldness to it that we don't really see in other things. Yeah, she seems a lot more calculating in this one with the decisions she's making. Yeah. Like, even in the next chapter where we have that classic scene of uh, Shinji saying uh, he doesn't actually want to pilot Neva, and giving the line about how I thought you cared about me, but it's clear you're just a commanding officer and I'm just a soldier who's following orders. And then she slaps the shit out of him. Um, this time around, it once again comes across a lot colder from for me, and it's probably just her not having social skills or anything again, but it, it just once again, she comes across a lot more cold-hearted and a lot more manipulative, I guess is the word I want to use. Yeah, and not to she's... say that she's not, like... She, I, I think she is legitimately worried for Shinji, because Shinji not caring about living or dying oh. is a problem in itself. You, like, t if you take away the mission aspect of everything, and the coldness of it co doesn't come off as she doesn't care, it's she does care that this is what it's going like, but she knows that this is what she has to do to get Shinji to do, you know, what's best for him, essentially. Yeah. Well, does she know Shinji seems to be into that because he told Toji to murder him on the roof? They also do the really cool uh, art style where Shinji has cold, dead eyes as soon as he's been slapped. Yeah. And it just looks like a... a what's the... A, a fish. He looks like he's got, like, fish eyes. <laughs> she beat the life just, out of him. There's just nothing going on inside anymore. Uh, she hit that boy's reset button. <laughs> the uh, signal was he has, lost. He has to download new firmware. Um, uh, and then, yeah, we go to the school. Well, first of all, we have a conversation between Ritsuko and Misato, uh, where Ritsuko's like, yo, you really fucking told him off, didn't you? Because he has not shown back up in a several days. Uh, or 24 hours. Or how... The amount of time that has passed since that conversation, no one has seen Shinji. Where to go, Misato? By the way, you didn't kill him, did you? Alright, cool, we're good. Um, for now. And then we see a similar conversation between uh, Toji and Kensuke at school, where Toji's like, man, it's weird that Shinji never showed back up to school. I was really looking forward to that pushing him off the roof thing. And Kensuke's like, you know what? Maybe you're at fault. Did you consider that? You being responsible for this? I consider nothing. And then, yeah, that's... That's kind of that for a little bit. Shinji goes wandering through a field of grass, gets rescued by Kensuke. Uh, and by rescued, I mean held up at gunpoint, and then fed food. Uh, by the man playing airsoft alone in the woods. Yep. And then uh, the special security uh, for Nerv shows up. And they're like, alright, Shinji, uh, we're taking you back to prison. Uh, and then Misato's like, hey, <laughs> Well, they, care? to be fair, they do say, if you allow us. That's true. Which is, like, the most, like, jarring, like, wait, what? <laughs> Makes you wonder what would have happened if Shinji was like, no, I think I want to stay here with my friend Kensuke and play Airsoft. 
And then Misato's like, hey, Shinji, now that we've brought you back to prison, with your permission, of course, just so we're clear, we have your permission to bring you back we're to prison. We're all about consent here at Nerve. Yeah. Uh, you still want to die? Uh, do you want to be a uh, Ava pilot, or do you just want to, I don't know, still experience joy and happiness in your life in some form or another? And she's like, well, I don't want to be an air pilot, but, or an Ava pilot, but, like, no one else can, so yeah, I'll do it. And Misato's like, Shinji, you little shit, I asked if you want to do it, not if you have to do it. Do you want to do it? And Shinji's like, not fucking particularly, what part of this sucks, do you not understand? I don't know, can you pick for me, Misato? And so, uh, Misato's like, alright, Shinji, you're fired. Bye. And then the last chapter is the classic scene from Evangelion where Shinji's being carted off to the train. Uh, and uh, goes like, hey, I can't tell you where Misato is because you don't work for us anymore, so get fucked, little bitch boy. And then he gets carted off to the train, and Misato has a quick conversation with Toji and Kensuke where they point out that he's a child. And she's <laughs> like, oh shit, I forgot he's a child. And so she runs off to the train to keep him from running away. No oh, one in this I was reading his depraved birth backwards. I thought he was older. Yeah. Uh, I forgot that children uh, enjoy emotional connections with other human beings. Uh, I thought what children wanted was uh, sexy pics of me showing cleavage. I should have taken to McDonald's for the Happy Meal. I should have taken him to McDonald's for the non-emotional trauma meal. I don't think they. I don't think we can swing the Happy Meal this month, but we can swing the lack of emotional trauma if we're lucky. It comes with an ice cream cone instead of a toy. Yeah, not ice cream, just the cone. Yeah. You stabilize your emotions a little bit. Maybe you get the ice cream in there. Yeah, if if you can get uh from lack of emotional trauma up to contentment, you can get some ice cream in that cone. You get all the way up to happy, and ooh boy, you get a uh, toy again. Uh, but yeah, this is that scene where we also get a uh, one space object tracks him down at the train and is like, Hey, I forgot you're a child. Uh, she explains how Pen uh, Pen was a science experiment that she stole uh, because she didn't want to live alone. Uh, and she's not choosing to live with someone to look after him because she does not have that level of emotional capacity. Also, Shinji, uh, you're not a narc, right? You're not going to tell him about Pen Pen. Also, Nerve Security, who was watching Shinji. You're also not narcs, right? You're not going to tell anyone about Pen Pen because I fully carried him to the train station with me. We all cool, uh, right? We we cool, right? No one's going to say anything. But yeah, it's. I do enjoy getting the Pen Pen lore going on here that we don't get in the actual series. I really do appreciate the Pen Pen lore. But yeah, uh, Toji uh, using his. Uh, broken her accent, calls him out for having no shame and not getting a room because they're hugging on the train station. Yeah. And then they decide they to go back home. They clearly move past holding hands. Yeah. Uh, they decide to go back home together because that's still Shinji's home. And then end of volume two. OT. Yep. Uh, also, uh, in other versions, they tend to refer to where Shinji was staying as with an, uh, his teacher. And this is this time like, they do say uncle. Yeah. And it seems that they, they did not care for Shinji one bit. Yeah, no. Shinji openly admits he does not want to go back there. 
His uncle loves him about as much as his brother does. Which is also kind of another big difference from Shinji in the anime series. It's not that Shinji wants to go back there, but Shinji just doesn't come off as really caring where he's at. Yeah. This Shinji definitely has more of a personality than the original animation. Yeah. It's more of this Shinji is working towards what he wants, not what he needs. Yeah. And what he wants is to be away from that fucking uncle. Which, I mean, I get it. I don't like hanging out with my uncles. They're so, um, always weird. I I can think of very few examples of good uncles. So. The only good one's Uncle Ben's. He makes some good rice. Yeah, which, uh, if you think of it that way, then that kind of implies the only good uncle is a dead uncle. <laughs> no, not Uncle Ben, Uncle Ben's. Oh, like the rice? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I prefer my interpretation, but that's fine. <laughs> both work, I guess. Yeah, both kind of work. Um. So, what did you think of Volume 2? Uh, another good one. Uh, it kind of fits with what you said last time, where these are kind of like, skippable volumes, honestly, if you know they have a story and you're going into it already. Uh, I think if it's your first time through, obviously you have to read them. I think you miss a lot of context. It's probably very important if this is your first time through. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, if you're listening to our podcast and this is your first time through uh, the any version of the Evangelion series, first of all, go back and listen to the first several podcasts, two years of podcasting, and then you can maybe appreciate what we're doing here. 77 episodes, I think, is how many we've done now. Uh, uh, this is 79. Oh, 78. This is 79, so 78 episodes. Listen to the last 78 episodes of our podcast. Um, hopefully I don't need to specify the most recent one, because it's <laughs> the first volume, and if you're starting on volume two, that's fucking wild. Uh, but if, for whatever reason, this is the first episode of our podcast that you're listening to, uh, you'll need extra context, so go back and listen to the first 77. A person who's gone through Evangelion a lot and picking a random episode to start on, I think is not a problem. A person who's never experienced Evangelion decides, you know where I'm going to start? Episode 79 of this podcast is a bit wild. See, what I assume is anyone who is starting our podcast right here is someone who just watched... Oh, fuck. Uh, what's that Robin Williams movie? One Hour Photo or something like that? Yeah, One like Hour that? Photo. One Hour Photo. Someone who watched that movie saw Robin Williams pick up uh, the... Uh, Evangelion to Yeah, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Uh, and passes the... And Evangelion is the good guy. Um, <laughs> because he kills the bad guy with his sword. <laughs> Which means Asuka is the bad guy. Uh, if that is your only experience with Evangelion, and then you saw that, and you googled Neon Genesis Evangelion, and our podcast was somehow what came up, and you started with this episode, you need so much context right now. Go back. Go all the way back and start from the beginning. Uh, if that is the level of context you're bringing to this conversation. I've already had three episodes devoted to talking about timelines. I'm not doing it again. No. You need to understand where I'm at mentally, which means you need to start at the peaks, fall all the way down to the bottom of the troughs, slowly climb my way back up to where, like, right now, I'm slightly above neutral. That's where I'm at mentally with the series right now. <laughs> I need you to get there with me. And you need to understand, I didn't start slightly above neutral, I didn't fall down to here, or climb up to here, I fell and then climbed my way back up from depression. 
A lot of people use the word emotional roller coaster here and there, and it doesn't really qualify. I think this one does. Yeah. This series, both Neon Genesis or Evangelion as a whole, but also this podcast series is 100% a fucking emotional roller coaster. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I agree. Uh, a solid one that probably could have been skipped if this was your fifth or more time through. Uh, but, like, not bad in any way. It's just the differences are still so subtle that it doesn't feel like there's anything new really happening. Well, it's like any of those stories that have the branching timelines, whether it be like a video game or a visual novel thing, where it's got multiple roots to it. Yeah. Like, like the first maybe hour of anything like that is always going to be the exact same thing until the divergence happens. Yeah. And even though there are subtle differences in all these versions, it plays out pretty much the exact same, except for some tweaks to character personality is probably the best way to say it. Yeah, and it's... From what I can tell right now, it's all subtle differences to character personalities, and then seeing how those differences uh, cause things to play out differently as we go further. Exactly. I think that wraps up this episode then as we finish Volume 2. Uh, so with that, if you'd like to send us an email or with any comments, questions, or anything else, you can send it to whatismypodcastabout at gmail.com. On top of that, we have the Instagram page where we have facts and updates about the series as we go through it, as well as polls here and there. We're pretty quick about responding on that platform. It is at Farewell Evangelion. On top of that, these episodes go up every Wednesday on YouTube as well as all podcasting platforms. So you can reach out there, follow, subscribe, leave a review, comment. Word of mouth definitely helps with passing around the podcast to new people. And on top of that, as always, Peter, what can we expect on Volume 3 of Neon Genesis Evangelion, the manga? Alright, next up in Volume 3 of Neon Genesis Evangelion, the manga... We are going to get uh, some more backstory slash confirmation that Gendo cares way more about Rei than he does about Shinji, uh, as well as an introduction to canonically best girl in the series, Ramiel. Uh, oh, and uh, fan service. Probably, probably a significant amount of fan service. A lot of fan service, considering. One might even say plenty of fan service. That sounds right.